Friends, it's a delight to be here today with Adam Lehman, who serves as Hillel International's president and CEO. Uh, Adam Lehman joined Hillel International in 2015, initially serving as the organization's chief operating officer for four years, prior to being appointed Hillel International's fifth president and CEO in December of 2019. I served on the international board of Hillel's, uh, uh, I, 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 on their board as one of the students over 20 years ago and fell in love in the, with the work Hillel does on campuses. And so Adam, it's a delight and honor to have time to talk with you today. Thank you so much, Rabbi Shmuley. It's a, a real privilege to be here. So what do you see as some of the most pressing uh, shifts, the most pressing needs or interests of Jewish college students that have evolved over the last decade or so? Yeah, it's a terrific question because there absolutely has been an evolution. I mean, for starters, it's important to recognize how big uh, and vibrant a community this represents. We're talking about, at least in terms of who we engage, more than 140,000 students around the world. And, you know, there are well over 300,000 Jewish students in North America alone uh, at any time. So, you know, it, it's, it's a large and very diverse group of students. And diversity is really, I think, the... Uh, the big shift factor that we see in our work. And that diversity shows up in all sorts of ways. Number one, where Jewish students are showing up. It used to be that you would find significant Jewish student populations at you know, 50 to 60 schools that we all could probably name if we took you know, 40 seconds because they would just tumble off our tongues. At this point, Jewish students are showing up in all sorts of different academic environments. And that is for a variety of reasons, including a greater emphasis on diversity at some of the traditionally very high, highly selective schools, uh, but also economic reasons, career development reasons. And so where we're seeing Jewish students is changing. And very concretely, we are seeing many more Jewish students at community colleges, at commuter schools, and at non-flagship state institutions. Diversity is also very much showing up in the nature of the students themselves. So we have probably in excess of 20% of the students we see who identify uh, as Jews of color in, in some fashion. Uh, we see incredible diversity in terms of the family backgrounds uh, that students are coming from. And with all of this diversity, we have with that an enormous diversity of interest in terms of what they want from a Jewish community and a Jewish experience, and, and frankly, just what they want in the world. And so that forces us in a good way to bring Jewish to life in all sorts of ways and in ways that ultimately need to be resonant in terms of that diversity of interest. So amazing. So um, so given, given that diversity, the racial diversity, obviously gender and sexual orientation, denomination, interest, political relationship to Israel, there's so much complexity to hold there. How, how, how does Hillel evolve uh, in terms of how it responds to what Hillel can offer students given that the breadth, breadth and depth of that diversity? Yeah, we need to be a platform for Jewish students to enable their own experiences and their own future. If we are an institution that is simply, uh, you know, to, to the point of some of the things you referenced, really doctrinaire denominationally or structurally, 
you know, this is what you should do, or, you know, we are your parents, Hillel, we will fail. And we will not only fail institutionally, we will fail as a Jewish people. We need to allow for that creativity, that reinvention. And we do that by putting students in charge. Now, we're not everything to everyone. We are still focused on Jewish community building, Jewish learning, Israel engagement, uh, social justice, you know, from a Jewish lens, and, and so many of the other things that are, are core and Jewish to who we are. But again, we can't uh, simply package that and push that. We need to empower students, and that's, that's our key formula. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So given your engagement with, uh, uh, with these campuses around the world, what, what from all of this work makes you most optimistic about the Jewish future? And what rate, what flags concerns for you about the trends you're seeing? Yeah, I often, and, and you probably as well, encounter the hand-wringing that goes with all of the change happening within the Jewish community and the broader world. You know, oh my God, you know, we're, we're, we're gonna see the end to uh, Judaism as we know it or Jewish life as we know it. I, I couldn't be more in the opposite camp. What I see every day are young Jews who are engaging passionately and enthusiastically in so many different facets of Jewish life. So for starters, getting to see not only the 140,000 who we work with, but the 50,000 of those students who are deeply, deeply involved and deeply passionate about how their Jewish identity uh, is an important part of their lives. So for starters, that's the case. Number two, I am so uh, inspired by, we have 1,200 professionals within the Hillel movement who are some of the most amazing people I've ever met. And, you know, I, this is true, we know across so many other parts of Jewish institutional life, but the professionals in our field give me enormous optimism. They will not fail. They are so themselves motivated and inspiring. Uh, that is grounds for, for optimism. And finally, uh, even with the changes that institutions in the Jewish world uh, that we're all facing, we are collectively making an enormous investment. And you know, I often think in terms of leading indicators and trailing indicators, and some of the hand-wringing from Pew studies and you know, Newsflash, we've got another one coming out, which I'm sure will rock the world in its own ways. But you know, the, the hand-wringing often comes from looking at the trailing indicators. The leading indicator that is grounds for optimism uh, is this level of not only investment, but the engagement it is creating, you know, at Hillel, at Birthright, at Chabad, at so many other, you know, at, at Jewish camps, all of that investment is uh, going to launch a, a Jewish renaissance in terms of the next generation. And we should have trust and faith uh, in, in that reality. Now, concerns, you know, the concerns are that we let our hand-wringing get in the way of the creativity and reinvention that will enable a really vibrant Jewish future. That's number one. Uh, second concern that's related is we do need the generations to be able to talk to each other and work with each other. One of the most beautiful recent experiences I had was uh, putting together a Jewish learning fellowship track that included both some of our largest donors who in many cases uh, you know, are, are older, they're in their 70s or even 80s, uh, with our students and our young professionals. And when you have those generations together and understanding one another, one another, it is just beautiful. And so we need that to overcome what sometimes can feel like different agendas 
uh, and particularly once you put uh, financial uh, incentives in the mix. So it, we'll, we'll overcome that. Uh, and then of course, the broader world is full of challenges, but one of the real privileges of working in the Jewish community and of having Hill as, as a platform to empower Jewish students is that we then have the opportunity to bring to bear Jewish wisdom, Jewish community, and, and Jewish innovation to, to solving and addressing those global problems. Amazing. So one, one last final question, picking up on the last thing you said there. What's a piece of Torah or a piece of Jewish wisdom that guides how you personally think about the work you do in the world? Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful question. And every day, you know, I'm trying to be in touch with Jewish wisdom and Jewish learning in a way that will uh, educate me and guide me in terms of, uh, you know, the, the little role that I get to play within this mix. Um, I, I'll go back to our namesake, Hill the Elder. Uh, as many people know, that House of Hill and House of Shammai uh, often had uh, conflicting views and, and opinions around Talmudic issues uh, of the day. And ultimately, Hashem God came forth and said that, uh, yes, they're both uh, of, of value, but uh, the rulings of Hillel will prevail. And why was that? That's because Hillel had, uh, and, and his followers, the humility to understand that there could be different viewpoints and the respect to hear from uh, Shammai and, and Shammai's followers uh, before speaking their piece. And I think uh, that humility uh, is so important in my own work. Uh, there, again, not only from students and their voices, professionals across our movement, partners, just being having that openness and respect, it, I think can enable all of us to just get better, wiser in what we do and how we show up Jewishly in the world every day. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that Torah and it's such, it's such a great guide. And it's also a reminder that uh, not only of the humility and holding multiple viewpoints, but that we can still hold our own view. Our, our, our view can prevail even while we create space for other people's views. So Adam, thank you for this time and for the great work you're doing for the Jewish people and beyond. And friends, we hope you'll support Hello International's work to help to secure a strong Jewish, vibrant Jewish future. Uh, keep up your amazing work. All right, thank you so much, Rabbi Shmuley. Take care.